everybody. It has been a hot, hot minute. Life happens, but we're back. We're here to talk some shop. We are going to kind of do a round robin style discussion of just, you know, stuff that's been happening since we've last recorded. So really nothing much to say other than that. We're going to skip the spotlight for this week. We're definitely going to do our match of the week, but uh, I think this is going to be really elongated clickbait. We'll call this episode, but we're back. We're in full swing. And uh, gentlemen, uh, let's talk some shop. I'll go first. Um, I I think this one's a this one's a big one, um, and uh, that's Jade Cargill uh, going to WWE. I was honestly quite surprised. Uh, even Caitlin was like, "What the hell? When did Jade Cargill go to WWE?" And I was like, "Oh, just you know, just the other day it was kind of announced." Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what to really say about it other than I'm I'm just kind of surprised. I honestly thought she'd resign with AEW. Uh, from what I heard, Tony Khan was willing to shell out some big, big bucks for her to stay. Um, but, uh, I don't know if WWE offered her more, um, or offered her, um, you know, a, a lucrative spot on the main roster. Uh, I, I saw a bunch of reports that was like, Oh, big push, big push. She's going to the main roster. And then all of a sudden she shows up on fast lane. And then I think it was in the media scrum or another article. And Triple H was responding to somebody that said, hey, when are we going to see Jade on TV? And he was like, in due time or when it's right. So when I'm I like, you, I'm, you're going to see her. <laughs> <laughs> when you open your fucking eyes and she's there, that's when you'll see her. <laughs> Frankie, no, but I just, <laughs> I just, I thought that was really interesting where it's like, okay, she ditches AEW where, um, you know, I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole here, but a lot of people said, you know, that AEW was essentially holding her back. Um, I honestly thought she was really starting to find her footing and was really shocked when she dropped the title to Chris Statlander. And I thought there was, they were going to do a nice little feud there. Um, and, uh, to my surprise when I was like, wow, they dropped, they, they had her lose again. And then lo and behold, she's off to WWE. Um, you know, but everybody keeps thinking that this is going to be the right fit for her. But then all of a sudden it comes out. Okay. Yep. She's going to go in the main roster, the main roster. And then I just, I thought that was a really weird comment by triple H where, you know, You'll see her when you see her, basically, which means, well, wait, is she going to the main roster or is she going to NXT? Like, what's going on here? So um, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Um, you know, do you think she made the right move? Uh, I think inevitably she was going to get there for sure. I just thought she'd at least be with AEW for another year. There's a lot of great teachers there. Um, and, and, and just, of course, we all know what the WWE product is, where it's a lot more showy, etc. And Jade was building, um, you know, so maybe that's maybe the move is to build up more of her showcasey, you know, I don't know why I'm saying showcasey entertainment, <laughs> uh, you know, prowess as opposed to more of a wrestling prowess. So I, I don't know. I mean, she started with Cody, uh, from, I no, did she wait? Yeah. Was she at the, was she at the nightmare factory? Okay. I think she yep. was. Mm-hmm. So she's back with Cody again, which is cool. So I think that's neat, but yeah, guys, what, what do you think about this whole Jade Cargill? Scene? I think, uh, it- WWE is going to be a good fit for her. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's just going to be Jay Cargill. I think we're going to see kind of a, maybe about four or five people uh, jump ship. And we're, uh, also too, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Just started his like training in NXT. Um, and it was overshadowed obviously by Jade Cargill. And actually I kind of love that we're back to um, making a big deal out of people jumping brands or i guess promotions um i thought that was kind of interesting on wwe's part they're 
they, you know, they made a big deal about her coming over and, and kept her name and didn't change it to something incredibly stupid, like, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, 5,000. Um, and I, I, I love that because it's a great song by White Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also uh, like that, you know, they, they've been, uh, if you've watched the past couple of Raws, they've been name dropping the Bullet Club uh, more uh, frequently. Um, and so I love the, the, the cross promotion i think that's just good for business um however i think she's still green you know i think she's still a little green but and i think that's what triple h was kind of hinting at was that hey you're gonna see her when we're done training her in nxt um because the first day that she was there she you know was doing a bunch of press at the nxt training so i think that's what triple h is getting at he just doesn't want to come out and say it because like you know yeah i think it's a huge a huge catch for wwe but they, she's got to put in, got to put in some mileage with training and, and we're better to do it. I mean, they've got amazing trainers there too. And I think, um, what's her, she, she used to do ring of honor, Sarah, is it Sarah, Sarah Del Rey, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. So Sarah Del Rey, I mean, you've got Sarah Del Rey training the women's division. That's incredible. That's going to be amazing. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I don't know who else is, is over there training, like, uh, primarily just the women. Um, but Hey, I think I think if she gets enough training, uh, the the WWE is the right fit for her, and and she'll probably be there for for a long haul, you know. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see. I, I I bet she would probably premiere maybe SummerSlam. No, not SummerSlam. SummerSlam's over, right? Survivor Series. Yeah, SummerSlam's. I, I could see her in Survivor Series or even Royal Rumble. I think we'll we'll see her debut. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Royal Rumble is far more likely because, I mean, that's the thing that a lot of people, <laughs> Jade Cargill has the look, she has the attitude, she is really developing her in-ring skills, but she's wrestled less than 60 matches in her life. Yeah. In her life. I mean, <laughs> that's that's like two months of, of a typical indie wrestler. You know, she never wrestled before AEW. And she's, look, she's, she's, a huge upside, huge upside. And I'm a big fan. I think she's going to go really far. I think WWE is a great fit for her, but it's going to take them a while to break her into their system because all she knows is AEW system. Yeah. That's all she knows. And, and WWE really prides themselves on their brand, their style of show. Yeah, it's going to be probably Royal Rumble, I would say, at the earliest that you're going to see Jade Cargill on TV. Her making the move makes sense. Uh, you know, all accounts, I mean, even t- Tony Khan himself said that it was a very amicable thing. They wish her the best. She's always welcome back. You know, I, I think it was just, it's just a simple, she sees herself as a WWE style performer. And I think she's right. I think she's got a good point there. And I think she's going to go far in WWE once she figures out their system and their, their approach to things. Yeah, good take. Good take, gents. Tom, what's uh, what what do you got on your radar? Well, since we're talking about AEW, might as well go with uh, the. I think it's super confusing why FTR dropped the belts to Ricky Starks and <laughs> Big Bill. Um, I think uh, part of me thinks uh, since we're talking about Jade Cargo, I think we're going to see Starks eventually head over to WWE. I think he's been pretty outspoken with how unhappy he is. I mean, can't blame the dude. The guy's you know had multiple matches that have kind of gone nowhere. Um, he had, he was going to have that big feud with punk and punk got fired. I, I don't think 
I mean, kudos to FDR for being professional as all get out um, and dropping the belts to him. I, I think, and, and same with Big Bill. I think the dude deserves it. Um, he's he's certainly put in a ton of work to change his life around. I just don't think Starks is a tag guy. I think he's a main eventer, and it's it's weird that they did that. And I'm I'm just confused by that booking. And I thought it was worth noting because we all saw FTR versus Aussie Open, which was fucking insanely awesome, and then we they drop into those guys like it was just very confusing I'm, I'm curious what you guys have to say about that i know they were they've signed a deal till 2027 and 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 that so it, they're not obviously not going anywhere and i know people are making a big deal that what was it dax uh is trying to patent cmftr um because that was like a big like oh they're going to wwe so um yeah i'm interested to see what, what do you guys think why do you think they dropped the belts to those guys cash is hurt oh really yeah, Cash is hurt. Um, that's the reports that I'm reading is that Cash Wheeler is injured. Um, the speculation that I've read is that they were supposed to drop the belts to Aussie Open. Yeah. But well, Mark, Davis, Mark Davis got hurt mid-match, and so they called an audible. Wow. Uh, and that's why they ended up. Because not only did they drop the belts to Starks and Big Bill, but it was a quick match. Right. Notice that Dax took all the offense. He took all the bumps. Um, and it was over. And like it was a sub five minute match. I mean, what the fuck, you yeah. know? Like it's, so yeah, it's just, they, they cash is going to be on the shelf for a bit. They needed to get it off of them. I, I will say this, this is the first major title for, for big bill or for Ricky Starks. Uh, I I'm glad that both of them now can say they're title holders. Both of those guys have earned it, well, uh, sure. but I agree. Ricky is not a tag guy. It doesn't make a lot of sense for Ricky to be like Ricky should be going for the world title. He shouldn't be going for, for a tag gold. And this is just mm-hmm. going to create a, a road, a, a pothole uh, in the road to his championship run. So I get why they did it. I just, I think there, there were probably other options they could have gone with. Um, I don't, I mean, basically look, Ricky Starks and big bill are going to be transitional champions. Right. They're a placeholder. They're just there until the next legit tag team comes in and beats them for it. Who that's going to be. I don't know. I mean, who's 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 the big face tag team that could come in at this point uh, and take the belts off of them. But that's that's what's going to happen is that Big Bill and 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 uh, uh, Ricky are just they're just transitions. My worst nightmare is the fact that I think Big Bill and Ricky Starks are going to face the Young Bucks and those fucking assholes are going to win it again. (laughs) God, sorry, I'm just hatred for the Bucks. It's great. Cannot stand them. Yeah, no, that they. Um, but yeah, I heard that the same with you, Jim. That uh, Aussie Open was supposed to win it. Um, because even when they lost, I was like, what the hell? Um, and then it was, it was because Mark Davis. I don't know if you saw how he injured himself. It's like. I, it was a great move. It was like a crescent kick uh, Frankensteiner and he landed on his wrist and I guess Good he snapped. God. Yeah. He snapped his wrist because he literally couldn't, he was like holding, he was like holding his, uh, like not holding his arm, but he just kept not using his hand. And he was like, usually when you hurt your arm, you grab, you know, so you don't use your hand. And he was still, he was like picking people up with one arm and stuff. And I think that they, that's where Dax or Cash just said, hey, or someone called the audible and said, we can't drop the belts to you because you're hurt, you know, et cetera. And so, like, I think they just went with the next big thing, which was yeah. Big Bill and, and Ricky Starks. But no, I'm with you guys 100%. Ricky, I, it was, I was really hoping for good things. I mean, I thought it was great having Bill as his heater. Um, you know, you get the loud, smart ass guy who can actually wrestle, unlike Enzo. Um, and you put Big <laughs> Bill uh, with him. 
And, uh, you know, but that's, it's where do you go though? Like Max is doing his own thing with the world title with Switchblade right now. And Christian Cage is on the fucking run of his life. Like you're not just going to stop that dead in the track. So I, I, a hundred percent, I think Ricky's just unfortunately got the, just the shit into the stick really. I mean, between, you know, uh, losing punk and some of the other stuff that he's gone through. And, but I mean, I think it's a testament to him, which I mean, I'm hoping they use that to push him as a singles competitor. The fact that he was given the Brian Danielson thing, like kind of last minute. And that was great. The strap match and everything else that they did with him. Um, you know, I it's so I'm hoping they kind of give him a little bit of a reprieve after they drop the belts and, um, you know, get him a, a good singles push. But yeah, I could see him going to WWE for sure. He's it's it's a good system for him. Um, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, that was a weird one when I heard they dropped it. But I didn't see the match, but I was like, wait, what the, I think Tom, I sent like I think I sent the group a message and was like, oh, shit, FTR just dropped the bell. It's like, what? Yeah, I was just, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch it until later. And I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah on it, a random ass episode of collision. Yeah. Like, just what? <laughs> so, so weird. So weird. So, Jim, what's on your radar, man? Well, I mean, you 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 mentioned him briefly, but to me, the best thing going in professional wrestling right now is Christian Cage. Uh, Christian Cage is having the greatest heel run in the history of heel runs, and I am fucking loving it. I absolutely, I texted you guys as soon as I as soon as it happened on Wednesday night on Dynamite. That great segment with Adam Copeland, and, and it's been building, right? It's been building. We've we've joked on here a few times about how Christian Cage with the turtleneck is just the ultimate heel. You know, a turtleneck is such a great heel little little <laughs> gimmick move, but he's been so consistently good at being the shit kicker that it's just it, it's reached and it's amazing to think you know christian christian debuted in wwf in the 90s think about that right and here we are in 2023 and he's doing what i would consider to be his best work ever right throughout right. his time in tna throughout mm-hmm. his time in wwf wwe this right now is the best christian cage we've ever seen and he's doing it with his character work he's he's yes he's still doing great matches that two out of three falls match with darby was really fucking great to watch it was fun to watch but god is he just absolutely killing it his timing his facial expressions his approach to things he's just so yeah i'm i am the world's biggest mark for christian cage right now and i i'm i just absolutely love the fact that he's he's kind of hitting home runs every time he goes out there do you ever think you'd say that to yourself or say that out loud that you're a big Christian Cage fan? I was thinking that the other day and I was like, I cannot believe I'm such a fan of his right now. Like, I never would have thought a guy who's, I think, probably not his biggest moment, but one of the things that I remember the most was he'd throw temper tantrums in the ring. Do you remember that? And he'd like smash the ring. And I'm like, and he hated that. He absolutely hated that gimmick. But that was the one thing I kind of remembered him for. And now I'm so happy he's really erasing a lot of that and being kind of Adam Copeland's like running buddy, you know, he's a legit contender and has, I think Tom, you had said it has absolutely made that TNT title on par, like brought it back from the dead and on par with, I think he even said it himself the other, when he was with Ed or um, it was, or no, it was, I think it was at the media scrum where he's like, I've elevated this thing to the world title and he absolutely has. And that, is a testament to a good fucking character, a good wrestler, a you know, a good good character work, good wrestler like Christian. But yeah, I, I missed 
I missed the Purdue or Jesus. I was in Purdue uh, doing a thing for Purdue. I missed Purdue guys. I really miss it. No, I was in Purdue and I came home and um, I guess they were actually they're like AEW was pissed at TBS because they were having all kinds of problems uh, that Wednesday. It recorded the, yeah, it recorded the big bang theory because it was like AEW. And then it was like the something, something. And I'm like, when did they start naming their shows? And I was like, all right. And then I'm like, what the hell is this? This is the Big Bang Theory. And then I'm like, so then I was like, all right, reset, stop. And I'm like, the fuck's going on? Why is this the Big Bang Theory? And so I didn't get to see it live. But that whole time Christian was in the ring and he didn't say a word. He's just like, and letting Adam Copeland kind of dictate it where he's like, I mean, you're being a dick right now, but that's not, you know, that's par for the course, except, you know, and it was just what a promo by Adam Copeland too, by the way, like, wow, that was great. And I'm just so excited to see what these two guys are going to do to each other. But that go fuck yourself was one of the greatest things. I think I lost it and was just laughing, laughing, cheering. Like I cannot wait to see where this is going to go. So Tom, I, what are your thoughts on it? All right. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think whether you like him um, as a wrestler or not, the fact that he has literally like made that title, meaningful again and that's that's hard work to do um i mean look at look at how it, like how it was being handled it was like back and forth and it was just like nobody cares about this and he took that and was like this is my title and this is going to be what i'm going to make of it and i think i'm totally here for it yeah i mean also jim i'd like to correct you by the way i think his best work was the ecw run that he did <laughs> i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna say the un-americans when it was him and test and lance storm i can see you getting really behind that angle oh god no i want to forget that uh no the the, the heel work he's been doing is is remarkable and it's not like go away heat the dude's getting legit heat and like, mm-hmm. I mean, the way he's doing it, yeah, a little questionable, but you know, like <laughs> dude's a scumbag. Like I love it. Well, did you see, did you see at wrestle dream when they were doing the Antonio Inoki honorary ceremony? And then they cut to oh. the shot of Christian backstage watching the monitor. Holy fuck. They this are is- leaning in so hard to this and it's amazing. This Damn dead it. dad thing. Yeah, I miss so good. What did he menacing? Just like yes. What yes. did he do? What did he do? Like I missed the. <laughs> so I, yeah, so they're they're doing the ceremony to honor Antonio Inoki, and it's Antonio Inoki's grandchildren in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, they just cut to a shot of Christian Cage in the back, watching on the monitor, making the Christian Cage face. You know, yeah. it was such a brilliant inside joke of mm-hmm. you know, like because he's the dead dad guy, right? That's all he does is talk shit about dead dads. And here's the family honoring Antonio Inoki. <laughs> it's just so good. It was just so fucking good. Oh, he he went on the rant of uh, Nick Wayne's mom. That was, oh my God, I was dying. I was like, this dude, and like, he, he just like, talk about a guy who just like gets it and knows how to like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I know how to piss everyone off in this building. And it's just like, it's so fun to watch him do that. Like it's, it's also just really fun in general. Just watch some of these vets who've been kind of constrained by WWE just have, have just basically the best time of their lives doing it. And like, like edge was saying too, like dudes, like a, a kid in a candy shop. Like he's talking about all these rematches and it's just like, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like yeah. to witness you, like 
find your love of professional wrestling again. Hundred uh, percent. I just I'm all in on on whatever they do with Christian. Did you uh, did you see the media scrum after Wrestle Dream? Oh my god, that was so funny. He was like making fun of Brian Alvarez, and he's like, "Cool, I love talking to Marks. Why not?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and, oh man, he is just. Oh, he said something else to her. I was I was laughing so hard, and it well, was like the thing is. It, MJF is brilliant because he never shuts off, right? MJF lives the gimmick. Christian is tapping into that and he's, he's carrying it over. You know, it's like at at the media scrum a couple weeks ago where that, you know, somebody asked him about, you know, edge possibly coming into AEW. This is obviously before Adam Copeland did come in and Christian just looked him dead in the eye and goes, I only have, I only talk about one, uh, my one friend right now. And that's Luchasaurus next question I'm like it was just just no bullshit about it and it's that's part of the reason he's doing such great work is because he's going all in on this it's I, I wouldn't be surprised if he legitimately tried to fuck nick wayne's mom like if he like literally was backstage trying to put the moves on her i'd be like hey man he's just living the gimmick i get didn't it he have his, didn't I he have his it. kid come out and he was like, yeah. he was just like, you know, he's like, you're stealing the spotlight. Get, get out, out of here. here. Yeah. Yeah. You can't touch the belt. Get away from the yeah. belt. <laughs> I also enjoy that Brian Alvarez and uh, uh, Dave Meltzer are there because like, obviously they're like WWE's biggest critics. And I would love nothing more for all the ex WWE guys be like, I don't give a fuck what you say. You never gave me a five-star match. So I'm not, talking. <laughs> I, I hope if they are listening to this, they need to do that. Just attack the journalists. <laughs> oh man. No. So yeah. So some, I, I was, I was going to bring up um, punk, um, but I'm not going to uh, just because I was, uh, when you guys said MJF, um, Man, I am I am really excited for this MJF Switchblade uh, feud. I have mm-hmm. a feeling they're they're doing something big with this um, because um, I think it's been a while. I don't think we covered it in it from our last podcast, but um, that promo that those two guys cut against each other was great, and I was really kind of worried. I'm like, okay, can Jay, you know, can can he can he hang with MJF? And I thought he really did well. Um, and I mean, got right in his face and everything. So, you know, I'm sure maybe one of us will talk about the whole punk thing and speculation of him going, but um, just kind of tired of talking about him. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I just and I, I think in, and one of the things I, I wanted to bring up specifically about MJF um, is uh, he's he's been making the rounds a little bit, I guess, for um, leaning a little bit too heavy into the more baby face side of things um i guess someone called him out on x or whatever the fuck it's called now um about uh his uh what was it the two chants he got going last week it was like tofu mm-hmm. and um talentless taint and someone was like oh man um you got to do a little better than that dude that that's real bad and i guess he was like nope you're, you're absolutely right i'm representing the company i have to be the best etc and this and that and you know you're going up against switchblade uh, you know, you really got to kind of be on your A game and just curious if you guys have, have heard anything about that or, you know, what do you think of his baby face run? Um, you know, are you interested in or interested, excited for the for the build up with uh, him and Jay White? Because um, there's also rumors, too, that and Tom, I, I know you don't usually watch live, but uh, Jay White, after he confronted MJF, was attacked by four guys. One of them had uh, the devil mask on and he like quickly grabbed the camera. Um, and there's rumors swirling around that it's Richard Holiday 
um, who was with him in MLW, uh, the dynasty. Um, it was, it was like him. I'm drawing a blank on who the other guy was, but it was Hammerstone, MJF, Holiday, and then somebody else. And the only reason I say Holiday is because I guess he's being touted by WWE, um, Impact. Like he's kind of a, kind of a hot free agent. Um, yeah, he kind of fly under the radar, but just, just a, a good talent. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out, he, I think, like I said, I think he was pretty big in MLW for a while, um, and, and whatnot, but no, just, just curious how you guys are, you know, what do you feel about, you know, MJF's quasi baby face run? You know, is it, is, you know, do you think things are going to keep going with the Roddy and Cole storyline? I mean, I know Cole's hurt, uh, et cetera, all that stuff. So kind of a, kind of a, a long winded question, but yeah, what do you, what do you guys think? Well, I'd, I'd like to real quick pull a Tom against Tom. Uh, whereas Tom loves to remind us of the El Hijo del Vikingo call. There are a couple of, there were two of the three members of this podcast were very big on the idea of the MJF Adam Cole storyline. Yeah, me and, and Mike. The third member, me and Mike. third member <laughs> who shall remain nameless, but who's not, whose name rhymes with bomb uh was was a little skeptical and i would like to say that it's fucking paying off big i'm loving it i'm i'm absolutely loving i think after the wrestle kingdom or excuse me after the wrestle dream uh media scrum mjf made a great statement where he said you know um you know if i can get the crowd to get emotionally invested and pop like that for a body slam that's just as good as the crazy shit Darby Allen does. And I think that's the brilliance of MJF is he's getting the crowd invested in his work, not by doing these death defying moves, not by nearly murdering himself on a nightly basis, but by working them in that old school style. And I, I love what he's doing right now. I cannot wait for the Jay White MJF match because we've talked about it before. It's worth repeating. MJF is a talented fucking athlete. He is an amazing performer, but he is a great athlete. He has done some amazing matches and it gets overshadowed by his mic work. It gets overshadowed by his character, his heel work. He and JY are going to put on an absolute fucking banger and I cannot wait for it. For the record, I'd just like to state that it was Jim who said all that nonsense about MJF. <laughs> uh, I love MJF and Adam Cole storyline. If you go back and you listen to the podcast, you'll I stand correct. It's on the record. It's, it's on, on the record. record. God damn it. No, I will. Hey, I'm a, I'm a bigger man. I will admit it that I was wrong. Uh, the MJF Adam Cole is amazing. And it just keeps progressing into just like kind of comedic, strange territory. But you're like. Where is this going? The the whole I couldn't stop laughing with the Adam Cole being like bossed around by by Roderick Strong. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just he just Adam Adam Adam. Oh, so yeah. good. But uh, I I love that we're we're especially with how outspoken and uh, MJF is about New Japan, and I love it's kind of it's this old style versus like new new japan style of like like jim said i think it's incredible that that he's like if i can get a body slam over then yeah that's amazing if i can do this kangaroo kick and get a pop i'm doing my job and so i think i think you're going to kind of see like old school versus new school i'd be surprised i'd be very surprised if mj um if uh jay white gets the belt um i think it, i think he will 
eventually, but this whole storyline's got to play out because I, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't even know, honestly, after seeing MJF, Adam Cole and Captain Insano all drinking beer together. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I'm totally in. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that Adam Cole is probably going to turn on MJF and he'll eventually get the belt because, you know, they brought in. I think they brought in Adam Cole for to have some sort of title on him. Um, but the babyface, I, I think I think it's just a, a testament to how good MJF Babyface or heel, he 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 does it. He he can do anything, and that that guy, I will give him all of my money. Um, and it, it, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. And I totally agree with Jim, except except for the 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 storyline. That was all my idea. <laughs> no, that's well. I, I I was thinking about this too. Um, with the again, Tom, if if you haven't seen it, you should go. It's it's really it's nothing like that big, but just with the. The, the guys attacking Jay White, I was thinking, too, that it's also there's a I heard a rumor, too, that it's it's the kingdom um, kind of starting because they haven't really. Re- I mean, I know they've referred to they've referred to the kingdom, right? Matt Tavin and uh, yeah, yeah. OGK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So and then that might because Adam Cole is in the kingdom, right? Or no. Yeah, it was. It was, was he? Adam okay. Cole, Matt Tavin and uh, um, Mike Bennett. Mm hmm. Yep. OK, cool. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, no, that that. When they were on the boat, and I just I love these like, like when MJF goes and goes to the cooler and he he's putting the ring on like he's gonna go hit him, and then he's like, "You didn't just bring me out here to punch me in the head with a diamond ring and throw me overboard." And then he's like taking it off, and he's like, "No, no, not at all." He's done that so many times, and it's just great when he's like standing behind him like he's gonna nail him, and it's just oh, it's it is. I'm not it's I'm not the biggest fan of the comedic stuff. Cause I feel like it can get really oversaturated really fast. Um, but they seem to be doing a pretty good job with it with these two. And then especially with Roderick strong and, and Adam Cole, Tom, were you referring to when he went over to his house and like they were scooting around yeah. in the wheelchair and then, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, yeah, telling him to move his furniture. And, like, <laughs> that, was, that was actually pretty funny. So no, that was, that was pretty good. I'm interested to see where it's going, but yeah, no, I just, I, yeah, I love Jay White. So I'm, it, it'll be interesting to see if they actually do drop the, I don't, I think it's, it's cause when's full gear, it's in November, right? Yeah. November. I yeah. just, I think it's a, to me, it just feels like it's a little too quick to drop the belt. It doesn't seem like the storylines, you know, that's a pretty quick cause they just, what, two weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago started the Jay White stuff. Um, if yeah, that, it's been two so, weeks now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think like a month, month and a half is just too for a, two guys of that caliber. Um, to, to, to have Jay win it. Um, you know, no, I, I, I think you're right, Tom. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. So, but yeah, what, uh, what else you guys got? Anything else to, to switch, uh, companies here? Uh, I definitely want to talk because Jim and I talked about it last time and I was briefly talked to, uh, to you about it, Mike, when I saw you last, uh, is the absolute crumbling of the bloodline story. Uh, <laughs> dear God, what is happening? Um, I, I, I think Jim and I both call it when Jimmy turned on Jay, it was like, it's over. This is, this is completely dead in the water. Um, everything that's been going on is, is just super confusing. And Roman is like nowhere to be found. Um, which yeah. I think is hilarious cause he's on vacation and he's just been posting like the travel chief enjoying Mahi Mahi. And you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, cool, man. um, and I, I don't really know where they're going with it. Um, 
The LA Knight stuff is is weird. I hope I, I hope he gets uh, a huge push because that dude is is red hot in that company. He's getting he's getting uh, what's it praise from Cena. I, I think The Rock on on X or Twitter or whatever has been been talking him up. But it's still super weird. And you're like, okay, you guys were like make it, it's going to be Destin that is going to be Cody that is going to be. He's he's the guy who's going to take the belts off. But like, what are you doing with LA Knight? It's very confusing. What are you doing with this bloodline story? It doesn't make any sense. And also, too, I, I really if I was Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens, I'd be very pissed at the fact that I dropped the titles <laughs> to the Judgment Day and only to have this weird story with Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes. WWE writing and its finest, guys. Uh, what do you, I know, Mike, you don't really keep up with it, Jim. You, I know you don't really follow it too much, but I mean, I'm sure you're keeping up at least with the bloodline story. It like, what the hell is going on? Well, I read really quick before, cause I, I am completely checked out of the whole bloodline thing. Like I just knew that Jimmy came back and now it's him and Sokoa. And then there's rumors that Sokoa is going to, I don't know, but I had heard the rumor why they split up Jay was because they one wanted him to have a singles push, but because he could push merchandise is essentially that I, I read that somewhere was that that was one of the big reasons was to to capitalize on merchandise because he, he can sell merchandise, I guess, for some reason. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, really? That that was your one thing was like, I agreed. I think he can definitely be a single star. But it, again, I, I read something and Jim, I don't know if, if that was something you were going to mention or if you saw the same thing that I did, but that he can push a lot of merch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that's a that's a really dumb fucking thing to do to, to like uh, you. What are you going to do now at this point? So, yeah. So Jim, I'm really intrigued to see what you said. You have to say. Well, I mean, it's very apparent. They didn't know where they were going when they started the story, right? They didn't have a map at all. It was very clearly. They were just pulling shit together week by week. And, and this is the inevitability of it is the, wait what the fuck is happening now um it 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 makes sense for jay to go solo because jay already had a solo run right when jimmy was hurt jay was that's where he's main event jay uso right he was doing a solo shit Mm -hmm. and has proven that he can do that jimmy not quite as firm on his own two feet so he's going to be a tag act the rest of his life but jimmy's got or excuse me jay's got a real shot at, at at going solo uh yeah the the whole bloodline story is just, it's just a giant fucking mess. It's just an absolute mess. And like you said, now giving the belts to Jay and Cody, what, like what the? F- where is this going to tie in? How is this going to come around? It's yeah. It's just a whole bunch of, of not making sense. And it was such a wasted opportunity because they had some really good, good moments at the beginning of the story. Um, there was some really good drama built in there, but it just, you could tell they wanted to drag more out of it, but eventually the cow's going to stop giving milk and you got to learn to just stop squeezing and, you know, there's just no more milk is going to come out of it. And, and that's, sorry, I, I, I teach in a very rural area. I have a lot of farm <laughs> analogies, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it, yeah, it, it, it lost its steam months ago, but there's still pretending like there's something to it and it's it's give it up just let it go man just let it go move on do what you do in professional wrestling pretend like it never happened and just move on yeah because i they keep teasing that roman's coming back and it's like okay when and what is he going to do is he just going to scold everybody and then that's it because like 
there is no like and then that's like just the death's kiss of this thing is like who's going to go after his belt there's nobody la knight okay you're kind of weirdly telling that story but like there's really nobody right now the, the only person who who is honestly worth watching in that company is seth rollins and i think he's getting hurt if that's like a legit story oh, he's hurt like a motherfucker yeah well, the the rumor that I've heard is is because Crown Jewel is their next big event, mm-hmm. and the rumor I heard is Cena versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel because it's a Saudi show. They always do that. They they pull out this out of nowhere fucking big you know big names in the match kind of a thing. So, but again, it's you know Roman's going over. You know for a fact Roman's not going to drop the belt to John Cena because the writer strike is over. The SAG after strike is going to be closing soon. So John Cena is going to disappear again. You, you know Roman's. So what's the fucking point? Why waste all the time and energy putting that together? Also, too, did you guys hear about this? The the last WrestleMania, like The Rock was legitimately supposed to be there. And and he just said it wasn't for 39. He was like the yeah. timing wasn't right and all this stuff. And it turns out they like that. He was supposed to be there. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And and uh, it just that whole like remember, Jim, when we were, we were all talking about it, like, oh, yeah, like he's not in physical shape. And it's like it was because he had too many projects going on and he, he was, he just felt that it was going to kill Roman's push. So he didn't do it. Oh, wow. So there's like heavy talks that it's going to be him and Roman, uh, the rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40 and then 41 Cody Rhodes is going to take the belt from him. So we have like two more years probably of this. Jesus oh Christ. my God. Yeah. Well, like, and that's, what's crazy. And that's too. why I'm just like, this is a shit show. Well, I was going to bring it up too. Cause I, I know, you know, when Cody lost, uh, there was a lot of like, huh? Like that was weird, but I've been seeing it coming back more and more lately. I don't know if you guys have been reading it where it's like a lot, like not again, not that it matters. Like Kevin Nash has said something. Eric Bischoff has said Mm -hmm. something. Jim Cornette has said more and more about how roadie. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. War machine. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening with me tonight? Um Rudy's Rudy's. <laughs> with the Ross codes. <laughs> you motherfuckers. No. Um his dad is- Rusty Dodes. Huh? His well, his brother Dolgust was really oh, underrated. Yeah. <laughs> Dolgust, I really, I really miss Dolgust. <laughs> is uh, no, that he's truly lost his his not his spot, but like all momentum has been like completely yeah. killed. It's like his. It's almost the wow. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but the nightmare that he is going to repeat what his dad did, which was get this close and never win the title. Um, that's kind of the, what I, what it feels like and what it sounds like. Cause everybody is, they're not shitting on him and it's not burying him, but it, it maybe it is a little bit, but it just seems like everyone is like, they, he's lost his momentum. He's lost his spot. Now he's a tag champ. Like what is going on? Like, well, that, that, that's, that, that's what we said. Like we were, we were like, this can go either two ways. He's either going to get the title or he's going to just get pushed down like into no man's land. And that's exactly what he's doing. That's what's exactly what's happening. And I think the dumbest thing that they ever did was not give him the belt because then they were just like, uh, they pushed Jey Uso to the moon and then they didn't give him the belt. It's just like, why are you guys, like, what are you doing? 
And even Roman is like, I'm, I can retire at any time. <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, clearly, he just disappears. The, the WWE has a long story tradition of rewriting history, right? Because Dusty Rhodes didn't come within an eyelash of the title and then never get another shot. Dusty Rhodes was brought in to be embarrassed because Vince McMahon is a petty, small pissant of a human being they put him in polka dots they had him the Mm -hmm. he's just a working man that whole fucking character that whole gimmick that whole thing was to try and embarrass him because dusty had been killing them for the competition for so long so let's not pretend like dusty was this beloved figure who got Mm -hmm. so close but never quite got there they fucking held him back and it wasn't until wcw folded and he came back in the back office office that suddenly he was embraced so i i just i want to make it very clear on the record don't let wwe whitewash reality of what happened to dusty Rhodes. right dusty Rhodes was fucked over by vince mcmahon very very clearly and cody i think is getting fucked over too right so yes there's a parallel there but it's not the parallel that they want you to believe it's the parallel of reality and that mm-hmm. is they brought cody in and now they're gonna fucking bury him they're gonna make him a cartoon of what he was and they're going to push him out the fucking door it'll be interesting to see and like not not to get into this you know rabbit hole and whatnot it it because i think we've brought it up a couple times is like did he what really made him make that jump from AEW to WWE? You know, was it was it truly this finishing the story nonsense? Because I know he had that documentary and he brought it up, but he said that it was something he's like, it was amicable, but that's all I can say or something, right? Or something like that. So like something clearly- he said it was a deeply personal issue. Yeah. yeah. So something happened. And so, but it's just, I don't know, makes no, it just, it. I felt so bad because I, I pulled the trigger tonight and was watching Raw a little bit. Um, and, uh, that's, yeah, it wasn't great, but, um, I needed something to do before we were going to record, uh, Kate's not feeling too good, but, um, they brought it, he was out there and Michael Cole kept, uh, you know, he's like, he was railroad. It was really weird. He was like railroading him and he's like, you know, he's like, just like your dad, you got close, but then you didn't do it. And then he kept doing it and he kept doing it. And before he could say a response, then Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens came out and whatnot. But I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here, Cody? Like, can we start a rumor real quick? I want to start a rumor. Sure. Let's start a rumor. I want to start a rumor that the reason Cody left AEW is because he found out that MJF fucked his wife. I want that to be the story because MJF and Cody were friends. Right. And, but, and Cody still hangs out with Ricky Starks. He's still seen with Ricky Starks, but he's never seen with MJF. He never talks about MJF. MJF never talks about Cody. I think it's very plausible that MJF fucked Brandy Rhodes. And that's why Cody left. Maybe, <laughs> maybe their kid is actually MJF's kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking questions. What a take. What a take. And Meltzer's, <laughs> Meltzer's like, he's like, oh, MJF and Cody. <laughs> I'm just saying it would make sense. A love triangle would make sense. It would. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're going with the WWE route, you're absolutely right. 
<laughs> I it's yeah, yeah dumber storylines have been written. <laughs> and and also too, Mike, I know you didn't want to talk about him, but we might as well. Punk is uh, it looks like Punk is headed back to WWE, which is yep. insanely disappointing. But like, okay, now okay, let's say hypothetically Punk does come back. What is that gonna do for Cody? That's gonna absolutely kill his momentum because everyone's gonna be invested yep. with Punk. And that's the, the sole reason why I, I know there's like it's it's heavily rumored that nobody wants him there. And I it, at this point, who knows what's real and what's not. But like the dude's coming back to WWE. Let's just face it. It's going to happen. And they are dropping disappointing. But left and right too. the dude's going to get promised the moon. You know, he will because he's it, like whether you love him or hate him, he brings eyes to the product. And that's exactly what he's going to do at WWE. And I bet you any money he's going to be the one to take the belt off of uh, Rollins if Rollins can make it that long. It's going to squash Cody's like, what What are you doing? Yeah. And I mean, Punk might be a bigger guy and say, obviously not go after like Roman Reigns and stuff and, and let Cody do that and finish the story. But no one's going to care at that point. No one's well, going to I don't care. think Roman will work with Punk. I don't think Roman will work with punk. Honestly, I, I think, I think Roman is in a position now where he's made it clear. He doesn't like Phil Brooks. Right? Oh, yeah. He's made it clear. He does Very not like clear. him on a personal level. And Roman is a big enough guy. He's got enough pull backstage that I think he could nix any opportunity or any potential there. So I don't think Roman would work with Cody or excuse me, work with punk. I think punk's only shot at a world title would be, Seth Rollins or whoever's holding that particular belt yeah. uh, when he gets there. But now I agree. I think, I think punk at survivor series is a done deal. Um, I think all they're doing is dotting T's and crossing eyes. Yep. Uh, I, I think they're just, they're, they're working out the minor details, but I mean, survivor series is in Chicago. Of I, yeah, I think it's just too good, too big of, yeah. a, of an opportunity. It's got, it's got WWE comeback written all over it. I just, I do. I think it's, I think it's simply a matter of, of waiting, not a matter of if, uh, for punk showing back up in WWE. Yeah. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, what the fuck does that say about him? You know, there goes your whole punk rock ethos, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he fucking sold that's selling out hardcore to go back to WWE <laughs> now. Tom and I were talking about it and I said, I mean, I, I'll always have love for him, but like, I will, I'm not going to watch like, I, I just I can't for as much as I liked him and as bad like I geeked out so hard when he was coming back when he came back to that rampage and I you know and and like you said Jim it just is you know not that I'm like the biggest punk rocker you know but it's it's punk turned me on to a lot of that stuff and it's just like you you are completely turning your back on on a lot of those people you're, you're the, the people that stayed with you for this long and it's just it's so disappointing and they they are like I, I was just saying they are dropping hints like fucking crazy like you'd have to be an idiot not to like pick up on all the stuff that they're saying about the whole like i think Corey graves made some like some sort of comment about like the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was you know yeah. convincing the world he didn't exist there was um somebody said something about best in the world i think it was rollins there's been a couple of other things where I'm like, oh my god, like, are you serious? And I think that's why I didn't want to bring it up because I just didn't. But like, it, I'm just so disappointed. If but. you think about it, in WWE's, uh, I guess, scooping of of getting Punk, how damaging is it going to be to AEW if he they give him a live mic and you then say, hey, you can say whatever the hell you want about that company because we don't care. 
And all eyes are going to tune in on it. You know, people are going to tune in to be like, maybe tonight's night. He's going to, he's going to talk about what happened backstage. Maybe tonight's tonight. He's going to reference, even if it's just a little hint, uh, just a little taste of, of what he's going to go. People are going to tune in. I I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I will too. Cause I want to, I want to know what happened. Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a drama queen gentleman. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> oh, we know Tom. Yeah. Oh, we well, know. And if you don't, you're going to find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it is. It's super disappointing. I, I look at it. You know, you guys listen to punk rock just as much as I do. It's like talking about propaganda and then turning around and saying, Hey, my favorite band's blink 182. They're real punk rock. My, uh, my favorite band's green day. Dude, uh, you fucking sell out, man. Like, it's just, some it's, 41 is awesome. Some 41 punk rock, man. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. And like, and that's, it, I think the thing that makes me mad too is that, cause Tom, you had mentioned when we, we saw each other, you know, it, the payday and everything I've heard about punk is that that dude could, he's fine. He is well off. He's very, he's very smart with his money. He always has been. I mean, for God's sakes, he bought Joey Mercury's house like clean for him when he was going to lose it. So like Punk knows what he's doing. And I to me, just hearing us talk about it, talking about it out loud, I, I can truly think he's give me a live mic, you know, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to it, it's a it, I, to me, it feels like it's it's his way of getting back at AEW. And that's just man, that's fucking that's shallow. Betty. It's it's Betty. it would be very it would be very short sighted of him because Tony Khan will give an open mic to anyone else in the AEW to fire back. And that's the problem is, is then it would be punk versus the entire AEW locker room. And there are some fucking heat seekers on the mic in that locker room. I mean, if, if punk comes out on raw and does a pipe bomb where he, you know, shits on AEW, you better believe on rampage or excuse me, you better believe on dynamite. There's going to be three or four pipe bombs firing right fucking back because Tony Khan is not going to get played out like that. He's yeah. an ECW fan. He's an ECW guy. He's going to fire back in that Paul Heyman, Bubba Ray Dudley style. And it's going to be it's going to be a real big fucking mistake if Punk does decide he wants to go on TV and talk shit about AEW. Yeah, you're very right. I didn't think of that. I, I totally agree. But I just I, with with how shitty WWE is, I they're just going to let him do it. I just it it's going to get real messy, I think. And but it's going to be, hey, it makes for good television. You're going to hop back and forth just like the old days. Yeah, yeah. it's just sad that he I wonder, it's like, I wonder if, if if Punk will also have enough, uh, you know, enough pull to try to get MJF over there, because I know he was a big MJF guy. Nope. No, yeah. I think I think I think MJF isn't going anywhere. I think he's he's he was pushing that button for a while, the bidding sure. war of 2024, because that was good character work. But I don't think MJF is going anywhere. And because look what he, he would get so abused in the WWE. Oh, system yeah, it would be a terrible idea. He absolutely sure. knows it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't they wouldn't let him say half the stuff that he's saying. I think he could it would be I could see him wanting to do it as more of a like a challenge I would say, but he has so much rain in AEW. And like, I think Jim too, why would you want to go to a company where a guy who is your friend or is a big supporter of you just shit all over your company, you know? And like, like you said, Jim, he's a heat seeker. And Tony Khan would be like, MJF, here is your moment. Like go out there and make us proud. And I guarantee MJF would go out there and, and 
fire back and bad. <laughs> Good, but bad. You know what I mean? Not to get all political about it either, but MJF is a very proud Jewish man. WWE performs in Saudi Arabia several oh, times a year. Yeah. I don't think MJF wants to go work for a company that is literally in bed with an anti-Semitic government. I don't, I just call me crazy. I don't think that's going to go over real well with MJF. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Also Good too, point. I don't know if you guys heard, but I, I heard he fucked Cody Rhodes' wife. <laughs> I did hear that. I, did, I think I was reading that on Wrestling Observer or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meltzer dropped it. Was, I think, I think, Sure, it was Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp. One of them was talking about it. Yeah, well, how he like was totally plowing brandy. <laughs> yeah. Before we, we we jump to to a different thing, I think we we definitely need to talk about real quick the mass firings that happened, and I, and I know that happened a while ago, and and um, I think it's it's safe to say that uh, I was really really surprised by Dolph Ziggler. I was very surprised by that. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the fuck you cut Dolph Ziggler when the man has been, you know, the the old, you know, he's a good hand. Dolph yeah. Ziggler has been a good hand in that company for fucking 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, they never they never unleashed that guy. But every time he went out there, he sold his ass off. He worked his ass off. Um, you know, I the report, too, is that Mustafa Ali was supposed to win the NXT North American Championship uh, uh, at their their last pay-per-view, but he got cut and nobody at NXT knew this was coming. Yeah, there's Nobody was surprised with Matt Riddle getting cut. I mean, oh, I, I think most of us were probably celebrating Matt Riddle getting cut. But <laughs> but yeah, Dolph Ziggler, how the fuck do you cut Dolph Ziggler when, again, he's been nothing but good for your company? He's been nothing but consistent for you. Uh, I'm excited the idea. I'm excited for the prospect of 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 uh, uh, is it Ryan Nemeth or Nick Nemeth? It's What's Dolph's real name? Ryan. Is it Ryan or Nick? No, I think it's Nick. Ryan. I think I think no, it's Ryan. Nick Nick is his brother. I thought. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, you're right. Ryan and Nick are the names. I can't remember which one's which. <laughs> Dolph, when, when Dolph Ziggler, when FKA Dolph Ziggler shows up in AEW, and he will show up in AEW, I think it's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. I would love to see the Nemeth brothers make a tag run. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that'd be fantastic. I think Mustafa Ali is going to end up in AEW. I would love to see Shelton Benjamin go back to New Japan. Oh. I would love to see. That'd be amazing. I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see Matt Riddle fight Logan Paul, which is apparently being discussed. I was uh, just about I to matter- say, did you guys see who he's fighting? <laughs> I don't care. Like I was talk about a fall from fucking grace, man. Like yeah. he I was he fought Shibata. And have you seen that match? That It's a great Dude, it's a match. Brutal match. It is really good. And then it's like I it, so I was because I was thinking about this and like and I wonder if. The, I, I I don't want to say this because I feel like hearing me like hear, like thinking about it. I'm like, I probably shouldn't say it, but like, cause it, it, it's, we were talking about it, you know, Tom, when we were talking about Ryan Adams and I was like, Oh, he was a dick. And it was like, no, he's always been a dick. It just, we found out about it. And I was just thinking, I was like with riddle. I mean, obviously he's always been a dick, but I just wonder if the WWE system really made, allowed him to be a dick that makes sense yeah. you know and and it's yeah. just yeah. not that i want aw because i don't think aw aw would not tolerate that but it's just 
what a like I, I don't know. I just I think it's just what a fall from grace, man. And I guess the reason why he was ultimately let go was because of his latest incident with the airplane where I guess he's like drunk come, in an airport. Yeah. Comes to find out he's yeah. drunk again. And it's just like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Like, yeah, eventually there's going to be an indie show where RVD teams with Matt Riddle and the Internet's going to explode. But other than that, his career is yeah. over, right? That's really like, that's like going to be his only moment of fame moving forward. But I guess like a lot of people are gunning for him. Like there's a bunch of like smaller, like other than, cause he'll would now with UFC, um, obviously uh, he's never going back there at WWE, but like, I guess like Bellator's look at, yeah, they're still a thing, right? Bellator. So yeah. I guess like a lot of MMA promotions because are still looking for, cause he still, he still trains uh, and whatnot mm-hmm. and can still fight. But I get, you know, with the Logan Paul thing, I guess New Japan's interested. I God, I hope AEW is not interested because I do not want him showing you know, up. The guy see, is just toxic. Like, but it's I just what AEW being interested. And it's hard to believe that New Japan would too, because they have such good ties with AEW. I think, I mean, right. who, who are you going to, I mean, if he does go over to New Japan, they won't use him in AEW. They're not going to be like, dream match. You know, like they just won't. I, I think he'll show up at like MLW. Um, I bet you Impact would scoop him up because Impact's not looking very good these days again. Um, NWA. Billy Corgan <laughs> is just dying for talent. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean uh, honestly, hey man, they, they let they let Tyrus hold the belt as long as they did. Who fucking knows what they're willing to bring <laughs> on? <laughs> God, man, oh, and man. have you seen Chris Masters like burying the shit out of Tyrus? By the way, it's yeah. great. Like of all people, Chris Adonis, I think is his name now. But like he's yeah, just Chris been Adonis, like, yeah. Eh, yeah, nobody liked him because of this and this. It was because he couldn't fucking move. And <laughs> 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 it's pretty funny, actually. Like some of the shit he's been mm-hmm. saying about him. Um, but um, yeah, man, boy, and I guess too the Mustafa Ali. That was like a zero hour kind of thing where it was like last yeah. minute. They were like, uh, yeah, you're gone, you know, and Jeez. yeah, what a they I mean, and thank God, because I mean, he was actually wasn't he the one that was supposed to be behind retribution? He was. Yeah. Or was he? Oh, OK. Yeah, I can't was, think yeah, God. Guy, yeah. God forbid. Did you hear speaking of retribution? Did you hear because uh, he's with TDM? Yeah, no, wait, the mighty TMDK. TMDK. Max. Max Caster ripped him and called him Slapjack in one of his battles. And I was like, yeah, ah, that's funny. Cause uh, yeah. What's his name? Shane. Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. Yeah. Was Slapjack. So yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. He ripped him on it. It was pretty good. So yeah, I did, did Liv Morgan or not Liv Morgan. Um, Dana, Dana Brooke got released. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Dana damn. Brooke got released. And she immediately, uh, Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke, Emma uh, got released. Uh, Dana Brooke immediately started dropping allusions to starting an OnlyFans um, because apparently that is the thing you do now when you're a female wrestler and you get dropped, you make an OnlyFans. Uh, uh, Actually, Emma uh, just was on Instagram earlier today saying she's embracing her femininity and can't wait for the world to see what she has to offer. So she's alluding to also starting an OnlyFans. You know, it's the Mandy Rose formula, right? You know, Mandy Rose is making a fucking killing over there. Um, the problem is 
Dana Brooke is not Mandy Rose. Uh, <laughs> I don't, they don't they don't draw the same type of audience. They're not going to draw the same type of paycheck. Yeah. Right. I was disappointed with Emma, man. I always liked her. I always thought she was like right yep. there. And she just they, they kind of somebody that they, they didn't not. I mean, well, they never know what to do with anybody, but like they just yeah, they, they seem to just not get her. So I, I could definitely see her in AEW. I could see her because she was an impact, right? Wasn't she an impact for a little yeah, bit? She was really yeah. good in impact. Yeah, she really was. So I could see her going back there. God forbid the NWA. I'm, I'm curious to see who else is going to get released. And uh, I, I know we're going to jump, jump to our last ones, but like, I also have to comment, like how fucking disgusting was it when everybody got released and they immediately released who got bonuses afterwards? Like when, when the whole mm-hmm. merger happened. And Triple H got like yep. an insane amount of money. I was just like, you, come on, really? That like, yeah. that's your follow up story of like, hey, we, we have this awesome merger. We got sick bonuses and we're going to ruin people's lives. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was kind of cool, though. Like, I, I know they this has kind of been the trend with some of the releases is like a lot of wrestlers come into their support of them, you know, like Cardona was really big. Uh, You know, he was like, this is not the end of the road. He's like, you got to work hard, but I mean, look at him. My God. Um, (laughs) He's he's (laughs) the absolute best on Instagram. Did you see the one post about uh, him, (laughs) him calling Sean Spears a coward for uh, ducking out of the way (laughs) from getting hit by his body? Yeah. When he hit the lander. Yeah. No, he is. He is pretty great. Yeah, he was. I saw something earlier where uh, Stephen Lander was in like walking around behind him, and some guy was like, the crowd was chanting something about Chelsea Green, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Speaking of which, he's calling himself the um the what is it one half of the women's tag team or something because he's or, like one they, half of the half of the women's one quarter. <laughs> he's one fourth, one fourth of the women's tag team champions. And he's great. Cause he's like, and he's, cause he's like, why wouldn't I be? And he's like, that's my wife. So technically, and it's his whole thought process, but it's hysterical the, and he's using was, it. Uh, he, somebody asked him like, Hey, are you worried about like your wife getting in trouble for you? Like her giving you the belt to wear. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't work for that company anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. And he's like, why would I care? Like, I don't it's, care. I don't <laughs> he's great. He is the best. He never, yeah, but never it, come back to WWE. No, I know. But it's just nice that it's like him and a whole bunch of other people were like, this isn't the end of the road. Like you just, you gotta, you gotta don't, it sucks, you know. It, you it really hard s- and be in a death match with Nick Gage. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that still, man, what a run that guy had for that year. Jesus, when he was like, I we kept king calling of the it death matches. Yeah, king of the what was it, king of the death matches, and then he kept calling it the GCW universe, and it was just like <laughs> pissing them. Like every time he said it, they would just b- mercifully boo him. Oh, it was he, brilliant. He mocked Cody Rhodes by doing a list of things that he wanted to do for GCW, and one of them was like showers, uh, like hot, like a doctor backstage. <laughs> great great heel work my man oh he's the best he's the best anyway to get back on track uh my last clickbait item uh and i think this is actually pretty big hence why i'm saving it for the last um i i believe it's confirmed jim i'm gonna kind of i know you read a little bit more and more on the up and up than i am uh i think it's all but confirmed that AEW is going to be streaming on hbo max next year um, that's their, they're going to be their home. And that is massive. I think for them, mm-hmm. um, to get that big of a promotion, um, you know, while WWE is like 
they're with USA. Nope. Now they're with Fox. Nope. Not just kidding. They're back to USA again. Fuck. They might start up the TNN network again and go back there. God God only knows. But like (laughs) this, this could be huge for AEW, um, you know, with a, a streaming service, ring of honor, all that fun stuff. So I don't know, Tom, it seemed like you hadn't heard about that or, it, it it's it's I very early stages and again I don't know if it's a hundred percent but everything I've heard like MJF's promoting it um you know saying oh man this is going to be a game changer and it is I think it's really big for this young of a company to get that massive of a streaming deal um and granted I know Warner Brothers is behind it and they're you know they're they're in the mix on it as well but um I I, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to it but I just I think that's definitely worth noting that I mean. What going on year five, right, Jim? I think with AEW, they're they're in year four right now. Are we year four? Year, so the fourth anniversary. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, they did. Yeah. So, but by next year, your fifth year going into a streaming at on a major network, well, not network, but uh, platform like HBO. Yeah, I think it's awesome. So, I, yeah, I think that's going to be that. massive for them. Um, I, I've only heard what Jim has kind of filled us in on over the over the last couple of podcasts, but I, I think. For sure, it's going to be huge, and also too, I would love to for them to just completely get rid of Honor Club and put all of Ring of Honor on there. And I hope that's what they do, mm-hmm. because then you have Ring of Honor, all of AEW, and all of and pretty much. Hopefully, even though this is going to sound bad, uh, I really wish that uh, New Japan could have like a clear cut streaming service. Um, and I would love right. for them to partner up with that, because then if you if you got those three libraries that is massive and that's like wrestling nerd heaven is is going to be all of the like all of that if you can like go back and watch old new japan matches oh my god that would be insane which you can already do don't get me wrong you can already do that on on new japan's uh uh, streaming service but i don't know how to use it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's terrible it is really not user-friendly new yeah. japan world it is very not user-friendly hey i got to a shinsuke nakamura match that i have no idea how i got to and i was like oh, okay i guess i'm watching this <laughs> you're just hitting random keys and it's like oh shinsuke nakamura okay it's bob why is he crying um i I will say that yes, it, it, when when Wrestle Dream happened, um, leaning into Wrestle Dream, Tony Khan said it is the beginning of a new era for AEW, and there was a lot of speculation about what that was going to be, and there was no formal announcement right about what the new era is, what the new pages. But I I absolutely thought that he was going to announce at Wrestle Dream from here on out, we will be cataloged and streaming on max that announcement didn't happen it has yet to happen but all signs are pointing to it's going to happen um they did you know max did acquire bleacher report uh which is a one of the the ways that you can stream uh aew pay-per-views so i think it's a matter of when not a matter of if aew ends up there and i think the biggest potential there is not just the libraries like tom was talking about i think that's huge but the crossover appeal um you know you you look at if Mm -hmm. once AEW is on Max. Max original shows now have a reason to bring AEW talent in to guest star and to be on there. Adam Copeland has a, a, an acting career behind him and ahead of him. You know, MJF is going to be starring in the Iron Claw movie. That's right. There's a lot of talent in AEW who have the chops 
I know Ricky Starks would be fucking great on several shows that are on Max. Um, there's a great crossover opportunity, which only grows the brand and grows the the overall foot uh, footprint that AEW can have. So, yeah, I I desperately want this to happen. The sooner, the better. Um, I would love to be able to watch that whole catalog. I'm on Max all the time because they have the West Wing, and I I watch the West Wing is my comfort show. It's what I watch when I want to feel good. So if I could just go back and forth between the West Wing and AEW Ring of Honor <laughs> back catalog, I'd be a happy fucking camper. I would never use another app. I'd be in there yeah. all day long. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a matter of when, not a matter of if, and I, it can't come soon enough for me. I think that's actually a really, really good point too, Jim, that the, the acting, because think of how awful it was to get people to act even in, in any kind of small scene under a WWE contract. I think that's going to be a, a very appealing to a lot of wrestlers, especially if they're like, hey, you got some downtime, you can go do this show or you can go do this movie, you can do whatever you want. And I, I think that that's just a really cool point. I didn't I didn't think of that. And um, I mean, also, too, you've got DC, like hopefully if the DCEU gets their fucking shit together like what dude this is first would be an amazing villain would he not yeah, i mean he would. It, he would why not don't get me started on that guy i, I can't I, <laughs> he has a master's degree mike he's a dinosaur with a master's degree How yeah in medieval hit like I, what is it medieval weaponry get fuck go blow yeah. me hey it's still a master's degree <laughs> I just like I, t- I don't have a master's fuck. degree. That's the only thing that just <laughs> that's the thing that just it like it's my one gripe with the whole Christian thing. It's like Nick Wayne, great power or not powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, who's the other one he was going after? Can't remember. I thought there was somebody else he was going after. He was going after but- Jungle Boy. Oh right. Well, so yeah, Jungle Boy heel he comes back, and then you got a guy dressed as like a fucking dinosaur. I'm sorry, it just kills the whole. It just it kills it for me just a little bit where it's like, just lose the fucking mass, dude. You're huge. Like the guy's massive. The guy can wrestle and whatnot. Lose the goddamn dinosaur gimmick, please. Like, I, how do you I just I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, guys, so to, to, to you know, kind of round the horn, um, you know, any any last thoughts, any 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 big you know items you wanted to bring up, Tom, we can we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, my my biggest, uh, I think, biggest news uh, of the last couple of weeks, Adam Copeland coming to AEW. I think that is a massive game changer for AEW. Uh, I think we're going to see a a new era of wrestling. Um, There's just something about it that when he showed up, I was just like, even even towards the end of the pay-per-view, I was like, oh, he's not coming. Like, uh, it was all bullshit. And then they show him and I was like genuinely surprised. I was like, holy shit. And then I just kept being like, fuck, this is a really big deal. That dude has been a WWE guy the minute he started his career, pretty much, except for Sexton Hardcastle. And what was the other name he was going by? <laughs> yeah, he was the WCW for one match. Yeah. So yeah. You know, he, was, he was kind of a WCW guy, uh, but like. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's really huge, and I think it's incredibly smart to pair him up with Christian right away. You've got the the you know Attitude Era fanboys happy. Then you're going to get everybody else happy that he's going to have all these matches with. And and my biggest worry is that 
I, I hope to God he stays healthy. Um, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, if you guys saw, and I thought it was kind of actually a little disappointing when, um, Luchasaurus like very carefully hit him on the back of the neck. And I, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get crippled or hurt, but like, it was very obvious that he was like, and like, I, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> and, and, but like, it, eh. yeah, but you've got so much talent there that like they can dance with him and, and back and forth. And, and I really do. I am excited about seeing him and Okada. If him and Okada have a match, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm 100% down for that. I just think that you needed a guy like Adam Copeland to be like, Hey, you know what? There's totally different options and that's okay. And he was very, he's also very outspoken about that. Like nobody's mad at me for coming here. Uh, nobody's like, you know, he's, he wants to squash all these rumors. He's like triple H even reached out to me. And I, I think that's incredible. I think we're, we're, we're going to see a very, very unique time in wrestling as again, I can't stress enough as long as he stays healthy. Cause if, if this, if he turns into <laughs> Brian Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson and, um, gets hurt, like in his first match, uh, then, then I'm a little worried, but I, I, I'm in it for the long run. I'm very, very excited to see what, what he's going to be able to do. And I, I'll, I'll go on record. I'm not a big edge guy. I still think it's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, he seems it's, it's even in the media scrum, he seems really excited. Like it's, oh, yeah. it, it's almost infectious where it's like, I'm with you guys. I've never been the biggest um, Adam Copeland edge fan. I wasn't really a big fan of his whole rated R superstar nonsense with Lita <laughs> yeah. and all that. Like it was just was weird, weird and, Kind of gross to be honest. It just like weirded me out. But he, man, does he seem super excited to be here? And and it, like it, again, like you said, Tom, I think that's that's really the key is that he's been with WWE for twenty some odd years. It's been the same people in and out. He's got guys mm-hmm. he's never ever ever gotten into the ring with here that I really think could be a lot of fun. Um, that is really going to test him to be to be perfectly honest and talent i don't think he ever would have seen at wwe and that's where i get excited and it's just it is it's wrestling and you can tell he's just really really excited you got to remember that adam copeland is first and foremost a a fanboy right he's he's a wrestling fan and i think that's what the passion is coming out of him now is he's allowed to be a fan again and he's looking at aew as the opportunity to excel at a craft and a passion that he has it's no longer a machine wwe is a machine and aew is much more freeform and i i think he's excited about the opportunity to be that that 20 year old kid again you know in a lot of ways so yeah I, i'm i'm looking forward to to what adam copeland is going to be able to do i think there's a lot of opportunity there but you're absolutely right tom so long as he stays healthy <laughs> there's there's a lot of opportunity but that's a big old if that's yeah. a big old if that is a very big if uh, the last thing i would just point out is is uh what i just sent out to you guys earlier today and that is that all signs are pointing to vince mcmahon no longer having any creative input in wwe and thank god sweet sassy molassy uh yeah it is it is a glorious day if that's true uh and i don't care what god you pray to pray long and hard that that is a true story and that Vince McMahon is no longer in any kind of controlling position because uh, the man doesn't deserve to be breathing, let alone in charge of other people's futures. God, he is so gross looking now. Oh, yeah. He is just hauntingly creepy. His, 
his outsides look like his insides. Weird Errol Flynn mustache. Like that's the thing too. I've I've read a couple of articles too where everyone's like, oh man, he's rocking the Errol Flynn. Like, okay, Errol Flynn was a fucking weirdo too, man. Like that that guy was a monster. Yeah, oh that too. He was a real piece of shit. So I mean, it kind of you know goes hand in hand. But like, (laughs) I also like that three the three of us like are probably maybe a very select few would catch the Errol Flynn reference in wrestling. That's a very like specific deep cut. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It's just like, but like, I mean, he's pretty much, I again, didn't we, I think we talked about it, maybe not on the podcast, but kind of texted to each other back and forth with him um, kind of getting in some hot water, like getting voted out. Right. Essentially at the whole endeavor mm-hmm. thing where they're basically saying, you're just, mm-hmm. you're too toxic, man. Get like, you're done kind of thing like that. But I mean, I, I, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know anything about really how the corporate world works, but I know he's still a majority shareholder, right? I believe so. Yeah. Or something like, so I'm not sure how the, can they, I mean, I mean, obviously endeavor, you know, I believe controls the majority of the shares or something. I don't know. I just, I thought, I don't know how any of that works, but I, I, I just, I don't know if they can just automatically be like, yeah, you're done, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can buy him out. Um, again, the, the, the rumor that I had read is that he Endeavor had written into the buyout contract that there's a certain, like when you, to avoid uh, malfeasance, there's laws and regulations in place that you can't buy people out within a certain window. Um, because there's usually a quite significant bump in the stock price right after mm-hmm. a sale. Uh, but they wrote something into the contract that excluded Vince McMahon from that so that they could get him out as soon as possible. Uh, which, <laughs> again, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've heard. But God, I would love it if that was the case. Fuckhead. Uh, good, good fucking riddance. Please get that guy out of here. Oh, yeah. They got the guy. Oh, they got the right guy running creative. So. I just I hope he can turn it around because man, is he mad. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so as, much as, as much as I love Triple H, uh, I, have you been watching NXT? Because well, that's all Sean. I think that's all Sean, right? I think that's well, isn't that, you, yeah, no, that's all Sean now. But he's Sean, but I guarantee he's bouncing ideas off of Triple H, and he's probably just like, "Fuck it, I don't care. Get, do whatever you want." <laughs> More Braun Breaker, please. I, I did I did like Braun Breaker coming out in the what the uh, the Black Wolf uh, head was that did you guys see that Yeah no I didn't Yeah, yeah. I mean I thought that was cool I was about it I was just like what a waste <laughs> time, I'm such a weird guy and then talk about fizz to fizzle out my lord he was he was like the guy to come up to the main roster and he hasn't gone anywhere. Nope. Yeah, they're doing this nope. weird heel run. He just lost to Baron Corbin, so that says a lot. <laughs> Heck, there's another dickhead. How the hell is that guy? Uh-huh. How is he still around? <laughs> and someone like Dol- like how many times have they tried with that guy? Like Happy Corbin, Sad Corbin, Baron Corbin, the Lone hey. Wolf, Baron Corbin. Hey, like man. Sad Sad Corbin was kind of awesome though. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I loved Sad Corbin. Go fuck yourself. Well, 
I, you know, gents, I think that that's a good segue into our matches of the week um, or weeks, I should say. I've, I was like searching, trying to find something. And I, I'm just going to go, I think, with, the, with uh, what I think is maybe the obvious choice uh, for me. But um, my match of the week or weeks uh, was from Wrestle Dream. And that was Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. What a fucking masterclass that was. Oh, um, my Lord. When he, I mean, it, it and it, I don't even know where to start. Um, it, the, the, the thing that comes to mind is that dragon screw leg whip that he did, where I don't know how the fuck Zach Saber Jr.'s knee didn't explode immediately. And I don't know if that's just brought, I, I don't know, because I, it, everything I've ever heard about Brian Danielson is he's one of the safest workers. Um, I think William Regal has gone on record saying like he could barely walk one night and Brian Danielson made him look like a million, like he was torquing on him. And uh, William Regal said he's like, didn't even feel a thing because and that's how good, you know, Brian Danielson is. But man, what a match. Good storytelling, just the reversals and everything. And then and they're 100 percent going to run it back. And from what I've heard um is the big rumors is it might be in new japan um that wrestle kingdom um because that mm-hmm. because the big the big thing is 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 Damn. brian danielson knocked him out he didn't submit him he didn't pin him and it was supposed to be you know a definitive who's the technical wrestler you know um and side note all i want i was so hoping at the end of that match you know because he's been doing these call out things i wanted him so badly to turn to the announce table and be like Nigel McGuinness and like call out Nigel because I guess coming, Nigel, dude. Nigel is just relentless in calling him like brittle Danielson. He was ripping him the entire I think Jim, you and I were chatting that entire pot how he was just shitting on Danielson the entire match. Like, why wouldn't he do that? He's he's a he's fragile, and like it was just great. But Between I was kind of hoping in Mox was the highlight of the night i think was those two commenting back and forth my favorite comment that uh uh, nigel made was like do it brian you can do it tap out (laughs) for your family (laughs) i I bet you any money dude if 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 daniel bryan is is actually serious about retiring his last match is gonna be with nigel mcginnis i guarantee it they're, they're yeah. building it so hard because they never tonight. they never got to go in Ring of Honor or did they? Yeah, they did. Did they? Okay, I I, they I don't know. Piss out of each other in Ring of Honor. Oh, I just well, I just it just seems like Nigel like he's he wants a piece of him. Like it just seemed like it was he either never beat him. I thought or I I actually didn't know they wrestled. Um, I think they, they're like one and one, aren't they? Okay, because Nigel was getting Nigel was the like the independent guy before Daniel Bryan was. And uh, he and and it was just by circumstances. I, I what that he got like uh, hepatitis, right? That like ruined his career, and or when he was Desmond Wolf, and it was his, all mixed up. Yeah, well, I know hepatitis. it was, it, it was yeah. his, in his bicep too. I think that they said that like WWE because I think that was it was supposed to be him and Brian going, and Brian went, and he uh, Nigel failed his physical because of his bicep. But then I think he contracted hepatitis um, afterwards. And I think that's what yeah. kind of killed his TNA career with, when he was Desmond Wolf or whatever. But 
And it, yeah, it's I would love to see those two guys go at it. But man, that Zach's hit, but what a technical masterpiece that was. And it just I mean, I, did you guys see like the when they were doing the like promos afterwards? I guess it wasn't like a media scrum, but I mean, they yeah. like the marks on their face, like they beat each other up well, for they sure. Beat the piss out of each other. Mm-hmm. And it was but God damn, what a match. Like, so that's my check it out. It It's just two great technical wrestlers fucking wrestling and it's just it's why i love it and it it i was i was surprised i actually thought i thought zach saber jr was going to go over um but now seeing what they're doing where it's like you didn't you didn't pin me you didn't submit me you knocked me out you you it was like a cheap move essentially you know and he had to do it twice to get him to finally get him so but i've heard there there the rumor is it's either they're thinking maybe rev pro which i don't like would be cool but it's just that's it's such a a niche promotion. I don't know how they would watch it. Like to me, it's got to be Wrestle Kingdom. Like I hope run so. it run it back at the Tokyo Dome and let and let Zack Saber get you know one up on him. Why not? You know, I I I'd fucking stay up till two in the morning to watch that match for sure. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I don't know thoughts on that match, guys. I mean, I'm I'm you know can't I don't know how much more you could say about it, but you know I know we all saw it so. I think it was flawless. I think it was one of the best ma- matches I've seen in, in a very, very long time. Uh, I'm not really like super technical. Um, like I, I like Zack Sabre Jr. I think he's hilarious when he's doing his like media scrum stuff where he's calling everybody a dickhead. And uh, I just think it's, I think, didn't he call him that? He was like the American dickhead instead of the American yep. dragon. And uh, no, I think, I think it was, it was fantastic. It just goes to show that like, that style of wrestling can main event that that style of wrestling can keep people entertained. And it's just, you had two of the best in there doing it and it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was everything you would hope a match like that would be. Um, I mean, there was like you, like you said that, that dragon screw leg whip where I, I don't know if it was just that, that ZSJ's pivot foot didn't pivot or what, but it was, it's been a long time since I've been watching a wrestling match and went ah like, out loud. Um, but no, it was, there was some brilliant execution in that match. I really enjoyed um, the, the flow of the match. I like the way they're continuing the story, but yeah, like I said, it's exactly what you would want out of a match like that. It, it was those two, you knew were going to bring it and they absolutely did. And uh, they both put on a hell of a show. So good. So good. Tom, what was your match of the week? Obviously the same. Um, but if I could pick a runner <laughs> up um, and I want to talk about uh, matches that I'm get, like pretty excited about. Uh, I think Swerve and Adam Page was really good. I think that was worth noting. I think that was I was actually kind of surprised. I thought Page was for sure going to go over, but I, I like the build up uh, to Swerve. There's um, a lot of like fans who think that and I'm kind of with it as long I think Swerve should be the guy to take uh, the belt off of MJF. Um, will it happen? Probably not, but I think he he deserves it. Um, I'm insanely excited for uh, Brian Danielson and Swerve. And I don't know if you guys saw, which is I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know what he's doing in Impact, um, but uh, Josh Alexander is going to fight uh, Will Ospreay. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Impact. It's weird. I don't know why Will Ospreay has been like floating around Impact, which weirdly has me concerned. Uh, it is I, I don't odd. know if they're trying to bring him in, which mm, doubtful. Uh, but I'm actually really looking forward to that match. I think that's going to be an interesting, uh, 
an interesting style clash, if you will. Uh huh. Get it? Yeah. Everybody, you got it. Styles clash. You made a AJ pun. Styles, Mike. Yeah, I know you. I'm not gonna comment. I'm not gonna comment on it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Jim, what about you, man? What was your match? Well, you guys, you guys took my top two. Uh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was gonna go with a because I, I knew you, I knew Mike was gonna was gonna uh, use the. Uh, Brian Danielson's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. So I was looking for a secondary and I'm like, oh, this will be a good one. Swerve versus Page. That was a really good match. And then Tom's like, nope, mine, bitch. So I think I'm going to I'm going to go with an unconventional uh, approach here. I I don't think the match itself was great, but I think the long term ramifications are going to be really good. And that was MJF versus the Righteous. Um, and here's, here's, hold on. Here's why I say that. Here's why I say that it was not a good match. It was not a good match. I love, you know, we, we, we talked about already how MJF is able to get over with a, you know, with a simple body slam and things like that. But the reason I really enjoyed that match is because there's no fucking way the righteous can ever be taken seriously again because they got beat by one guy right there two on one and they lose the righteous needs to go away now they need to be done you can never ever ever take them seriously and thank god because nobody should have taken them seriously to begin with vincent is one of the dumbest fucking characters i've ever seen in my life totally agree they are just they are a horrible fucking team. They do not work well together. It is a stupid fucking gimmick. It is, it is, it is 1980s Memphis on, on crack cocaine. And it's just fucking terrible. So the fact that MJF went over on them means that they have to go away now, because if you're, you're supposed to be a legitimate tag team and you can't beat one guy, fuck you go away. So I, to me, that was the most important match of the last couple of weeks, uh, because it should mean the end of the righteous. They should never, ever, ever be considered contenders for anything ever again. And if I was Tony Khan, I would just go ahead and cut them. I just go ahead and let them go back to fucking impact. Let them go back to fucking NWA. Just go away. Just go away. Just go the fuck away. I think didn't I didn't I text the group? But it's like, am I the only one that doesn't understand what the fuck these guys are doing? Like who they are? Like what is good? Like what are they? <laughs> I know what they're trying to do. They're just really bad at it. Is the problem? I think like they're trying to be like a cool culty, you know, like you know Jim Jones and Charles Manson thing. They're just really fucking bad at it. Jim, Jim said it best. It's what it's uh, when you order Bray Wyatt off a of wish.com. <laughs> which is, which is and, and like, I don't understand why people think Vincent is this like dude who's just phenomenal on the mic. He's, I don't understand it. He's not, he's just bad. No, no he's average on a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a good yeah. day. Yeah, it's just and then that goofy finger snap thing. He like I just am like, what are you doing? Like, uh, well, I think Jim, and that's I think that and really no. In all seriousness, I think the reason why they truly don't work is the gimmick cause calls for them to be charismatic, and they're not charismatic. They're not. There's nothing. Bray Wyatt worked because he was charismatic, regardless whether you use a heel or face or whatever. You were like. I think we talked about it when he passed on our kind of little tribute show to him 
was like, he would, you know, kind of ramble, kind of say something, but then he would, it was that one little hook where he'd grab you. Mm-hmm. And like, these guys are just rambling. Like, and then that, mm-hmm. that dumb, what, what the fuck is Vincent's, what's his tag team partner's name? Dutch or Butch or Butch or whatever. <laughs> Dutch, Butch or Butch. Dutch. <laughs> whatever. But he does that like tongue wag thing where I'm like, what, what is yeah. that? Like, why are you doing yeah. that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, okay, you just did this creepy thing. Now you're being like a fucking weird, like a creepy pervert. Like what? You know what it is? It's the, it's the community theater version of creepy, right? It's like, they never learn how to actually be creepy, but they were like really big in community theater back in the yeah. day. And they were like, you know, this is how you do it. in Norwich, Connecticut, you know, that's, ex- it's, they're just, they're so fucking <laughs> goofy they're yeah. just goofy and i i cannot fucking stand that they even got a title shot so yeah they, yeah. they need to they need to be done they're just there's uh, no credibility left in them it's yeah I was, it's definitely when you see the theater kids come in you're like oh god damn it <laughs> these guys well, i mean it was like that the whole gimmick that they had with like the paper machine and i'm like what are they what is this like i'm yeah. so confused yeah. on what they're why are they calling him a liar what is he lying about? Like, it was just so bad. Yeah. When they won that rampage thing, I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, this is what you get. Like, really? Well, the only thing, only worthwhile thing that they've done, uh, actually, is they did like a weird, like a small tribute to Bray. And that was it. And I was like, it was like, oh, oh that was a nice tribute. And then I was like, yeah, these guys still suck, though. <laughs> yeah. Now there's now there's nothing left for you. Go away. <laughs> 